This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. Aw, <laughs> yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees. This is Evil Dead Inks. In the house. This chair is squeaky today. That's right, we're back. Uh, we're. I would like to say we're near the end, but that's not entirely true. We've got a little ways to go. I'd say we're three-fourths the way to the end. We're in the home stretch. <laughs> the movie made in 1993 is in the home stretch. Yes. Um, yes. Man. <laughs> and uh, this one is a little different. Uh, a little. Very divisive. <laughs> very divisive among fans. But I think you and I. Which one do you think is more divisive? This movie or part five? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. They're probably equally hated by the same group <laughs> of assholes. Um. But so, for the good folks out there in podcast land, you want to hit them with a brief plot synopsis, and we'll get this show started. When uh, Jason goes to hell, I mean, they're burying the fucking lead with the title right there. Why would you even go see this? You know how it's going to end. Uh, <laughs> but at the beginning of this film, Jason is still dead, but he is alive. We, we just bypassed the whole resurrection, whatever the fuck happened by accident thing. And he's just He's just up and going, and just... Killing whoever just happens to decide to enter his abandoned uh, campgrounds, which it seems like it's just straight up abandoned now. Like nobody goes there, but for some reason, it still looks nice though. Still looks decent. There's no graffiti. It still has power somehow. But uh, this uh, lovely lady, who I still remember in the theater when I saw this, because this is my first in theater experience with Friday the Thirteenth, when this random woman shows up to the lake gets into the shower and strips mm-hmm. down. I still remember Claire's dad dude in the theater going, yeah! <laughs> Which sets the tone. <laughs> yeah, making making the noise the guy did in uh, fucking Freddy's Nightmares with the heart. Yeah! Or not Freddy's Nightmares, Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of, it's, it, it, uh, it's a, here's a, de- here's a deep cut within a deep cut for you. It reminded me a whole lot of, uh, uh, Roger and I are big fans of Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly special. Mm-hmm. Near the end of that special, he talks about going to a club and seeing a thong contest. And when he says thong contest, you can hear a dude in the audience just audibly, Yes! <laughs> Sounded kind of like that. Might have been the same guy. I don't know. <laughs> but Chick gets nude, draws out Jason. But surprise, it's all part of an elaborate booby trap by um, the FBI, some some Mulder Scully Bureau of secret government to finally kill Jason. So we kill Jason for a hot minute. They fuck him up real good. Yeah, he he is blown to smithereens. Very appropriate (laughs) use of smithereens, I feel here. Yes. And then they transport his remains that are still smoking like across multiple states. Like it's from <laughs> Jersey to Ohio. And he's still smoking. I mean, that's an express flight. And then during his uh, autopsy, uh, the medical examiner, for whatever reason, decides to mow down on Jason's heart, which is still kind of beating. Because movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then we essentially have the hidden with Jason Voorhees for the rest of the film until you get to the very mm-hmm, end right. where he uh, slides in between another Voorhees woman's legs to resurrect himself as to look exactly how he looked at the beginning of the film. Don't know with how that makes belt sense. belt even, yeah. He's even got... Yeah, b- <laughs> boots, belt, all of his clothes, how he was before he was ex- exploded. Just just returns, he regenerates. It's like a video game, he, re- he regens right there. Yep, that's his, his second life, and if you will. Then we get some shit with the Necronomicon and the crate from Creepshow. La-da-da, he's stabbed with this dagger, pulled down into the dirt. 
and you see the dirt at the end kind of blow away a little bit and there's the mask still like oh shit are we gonna get another one and then boom swerve kane hotter's meaty ass hand pops up wearing a freddy krueger glove and pulls it down <laughs> into hell which is supposed to lead us on the next 10 year waiting list for freddy versus jason man did we think it was coming a fuck of a lot sooner than it did yep yeah, take a number and sit in the waiting room for 10 years. 10 uh, years. Uh, and, again, this movie is divisive, dude, but I love this movie. I have a very, like, long history with this movie. I grew up on this movie. And uh, also, like you said, it's very Hidden-esque, which uh, anyone who's been following our YouTube channel or listening to this podcast from Jump Street we'll find that we pepper in a lot of discussion about the movie The Hidden, because it is a it is a hidden gem. Um, and you introduced me to that movie, and the plot lines are so similar. It's insane. Yeah, you got a grody worm that goes from mouth to mouth and just disintegrates people slowly as they enter a new body. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about disintegrating, <laughs> dude, let's talk about the fact that there's great kills across this entire franchise. There's some good stuff going on. But for my money, I've said it for years, the gore and the nudity both, to me, they don't get any better than they do in this movie. The KMB brought their A game, because that's when they were like starting. This could easily be like their... Uh demo reel for like so what do you what can you guys do like watch this film yeah their whole portfolio is that fucking uh cop melting when his jawbone sticking to the floor this like, is the most after dark after 8 p.m friday the 13th in the franchise i think this is second more, two part five yeah. i think this might be more so than five five is well that's five has a lot but it's they're all like super quick like there's some mm -hmm. just prolonged stuff going on here mm -hmm. yeah especially with that unrated cut baby mm -hmm. yes <laughs> uh naked naked middle-aged sheriff shaving on a table strapped down with leather there's no It'll never get old the, there's never a good time to pause in this movie to be like no it's cool <laughs> like uh it makes it worse yeah <laughs> naked dude strapped down with leather do not order or, a uh, pizza and have this movie on when the delivery guy shows up because it will not you will not look good. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be the tent humping scene, which uh, one of the best kills in the franchise, right fucking there. So good, uh, man. I can talk forever about the great kills in this movie. There's some silly ass ones too, like the two cops who get noggin knockered. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's a kill. <laughs> Well, I mean, if Jason slams your head, uh, heads together, it's it's game over. But uh, I always loved that whole police station assault and that whole diner assault. Still, you know, a, it's a very still a actiony, still a top five list. I think that you need to do sometime is the top five police station raids. <laughs> yes. Uh, spoiler alert: Malignant is number one. <laughs> oh shit! How does this in Maniac Cop two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's why I keep saying, get on that malignant train, dude. Uh, I mean, don't don't find out you have anything malignant. Just <laughs> watch it's malignant. Malignant. Yes. Let's hope it's uh, Benet. <laughs> Not John Benet. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been over 20 years. You people need to get over it. <laughs> and check the basement, you sons of bitches. But, uh... Wow. Okay, so this movie, dude, um, we were just talking about this last night during our live stream, talking about how uh, a certain era of our lives, the only way you could discover something about a movie was to find a magazine or catch a trailer. Um, and this trailer, for me, if you go back and give this trailer a go-around, it's... Very, like, teaser-esque. Mm. Gives you just enough to make you think you're getting Jason for a whole movie. They do pull the old bait-and-switch on you. It's a really good trailer.
faces. Death wears many different masks. But pure evil wears only one. And this is your final chance to see it. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Question for you. Are you more, after watching just the trailer and then seeing the movie for the first time, do you remember if you were more disappointed that you didn't get more actual Jason Jason going around? Or are you more disappointed you didn't get Jason in a metallic hockey mask? Because that's where I was bummed. <laughs> well, it kind of is metallic in Jason Goes to Hell. Nah, I want that shit shiny and chrome like Mad Max. Here's my big problem with that trailer is that hockey mask has way too many fucking holes in it. And it <laughs> drives me nuts. You know me. I'm a stickler for the fucking layout of the holes in the mask. Oh, it's a long um, storied history on your battles with <laughs> folks over Chevron placement and holes. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll, I'll argue with anybody on it. But <laughs> I think you mean um, everybody on it. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling you, as a kid, because this hit home video. I saw this in theaters. My mom took me to a midnight showing wow. of this movie. You outdid me. My sister uh, took me. So I was like, which which one of us had the more awkward experience in the theater? Well, my mom fell asleep because my mom worked a weird shift. So she's like, I'll oh, thank take God. You, you know. Um, so it hit theaters in 93. So I would I would have been nine years old and seeing this in theaters. And I think it was it was that Jack Slater, uh, you know, last action hero style excitement for me. I was like, there's another one. I'm in a theater at midnight. I'm watching this movie. And, at a, you know, being a young kid, it's like forbidden fruit. Oh, God, yes. You know, it's so violent and so much nudity. But... We had no business in the theater. <laughs> I I never felt slighted. I never felt cheated. I felt like every actor who was body hopped and was Jason was doing like I knew it was Jason. You know what I mean? So I was I was okay. I was like cool, especially when he becomes Robert and he fucks up the diner and that fucks may be up the, the best, police station. That's the best guy. Yeah, oh yeah. He does the best He's Jason. Good. He do, when he uh, when he pops that girl's head and he does that like smirk, you know, right before he falls over because he's had too much battle damage or whatever. <laughs> he he does. He's a little guy and he's had a lot of he's had the hell beat out of him by that point. He's barely hanging together. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Like the amount of like ass beating that Jason takes. He gets and run over gives. twice. Yeah. Yeah, you think I just ran over Robert, right? <laughs> it's, no he, way he could be alive, right? He, he kind of goes Night of the Living Dead there, like, is he dead? And run over him again. Mm. Is he dead? <laughs> Look at his back. <laughs> it's tread marks all over it. Good year. I didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I did just do that, but he's still alive. And the other thing that's super notable about this movie that I think gets glossed over by a fair amount of the Friday the 13th fans is that Adam Marcus made this movie when he was like 23 or 24 years old. This is a young kid getting handed the keys to the kingdom. There were some caveats from Sean Cunningham, which if you watch uh, Crystal Lake Memories or whatever, you know, the story bounces back and forth. Adam Marcus says Sean wanted the mask gone. Sean says, I'd never get rid of the mask or whatever. So there's some... You know, there's that's, a little bit of... That's that 2020 hindsight of being like, saying that shit then, but like, no, there's no way you could have record of me saying that then, so I'm going to say the opposite now, that yeah, it was a bad idea. There's no way mm -hmm. I said the other thing then. Just like uh, what Rennie Harlan's <laughs> say, saying, what's her name, he's to act more black in, in uh, oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, no, Toy I didn't New say Kirk? that. Totally Jesus. Bob Shea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, <clears throat> but I mean... You know, you go back and, and you just think about this young kid who's just a horror, a massive horror movie fan. Oh, God, yes. Getting to take over this franchise. And uh, 
now I love Adam Marcus. I'm a big Adam Marcus supporter uh, because that's a big undertaking for that, anybody. That is, whether, whether and, it, and, he, and he and he pulls not. off a decent movie, and at 24 something years old. I, I'm that's that's impressive as hell. I just got my shit together probably within the last two years, mm. and I'm almost forty. <laughs> now, so now, I mean, him doing a great job it goes without saying. At least for us, you know, we really uh, put this movie on a pedestal. We like this movie, but I will, however, call bullshit that this dude had never seen The Hidden and literally made a movie almost verbatim to the hidden you know I mean, it's so close i dude. i want to say that but due to recent things that we've experienced in the youtube <laughs> and our movie world i go no i can totally believe he's never seen it because it's bug nuts crazy has some shit just parallels and you're like really no oh, really yeah. somebody yeah. else made a tape head the same time that we made a goddamn tape head <laughs> it's, it's about oh. to be a slobber knocker up in here Oh, C- Cinemasker released a review over Monster Brawl Like a week before I released ours And it, I had already recorded and banked ours like a month earlier Hey, uh, don't get me started on Cinemasker I don't want to go down that rabbit hole That will do a whole podcast on fucking YouTubers who rip other people off <laughs> At some point <laughs> You That's, bunch of dirty, rotten fucks. We'll do that over Christmas when we celebrate Festivus. That'll be <laughs> under the Complaints and Grievances airing. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to accomplish the feats of strength over over audio, but we're going to try. <laughs> Just a bunch of grunting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite kill from this movie, Evil, mm. what uh, what sums up this movie for you? I think you already know mine, but uh, I mean, you, you, it, it's it's hard not to go the cliche route because I literally bought a T-shirt that is featuring <laughs> this kill, and I can't wear it nowhere. It's like it's hard to watch the movie anytime. But <laughs> yeah, that's that the uh, that that camper uh, camping tent uh, murder where we have a young couple that are just in a very long, almost gratuitous sex scene that just goes. <laughs> And then not qu- not quite uh, Friday the Thirteenth reboot goes, but it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think both uh, climax in the uh, reboot. I only think she <laughs> climaxes right at the moment of penetration in in this mm-hmm. movie. But they decide to not use a condom, which is uh, it's the opposite of plot armor. Pretty much guarantees your death. Uh, Jason, as the coroner at this point, steps over. The condom that they throw out of the tent, which it's a pretty far throw. Like I don't, yeah. I think we should try that as like a MythBusters type <laughs> shit. Like see how far we could throw a condom pack if it'll make as far as it seemed to go when this dude throw when AC Slater here throws it out of the tent. We try to stick it in a watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he picks up like a like what kind of like it's a it's essentially it's a spear, but it looks like a one of those road like green. Poles. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's one of those green poles. It's like an anchor pole. Yeah, and he just plows through the tent right as she reaches orgasm point through the sternum, and this rips up from the sternum through the shoulder. <laughs> and I would totally believe AC Slater just dies of fright at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you think he looks like AC Slater too? Fuck yes. Yes, he totally uh, looks like AC Slater when when he's not standing upright. The dude looks like AC Slater, like. 100% like he is saved by the bell. You shrank my pod. Uh, don't know what the fuck someone. that means. I think it, it just meant his ball sack got tight, which I don't know that that's a compliment. Like, <laughs> hey, you backed your ice cold ass into me and my ball sack shrunk up real fucking tight. I guarantee that cool. dude ran an emotional roller coaster during that whole bit. Because where like they hitch, hitch a ride with hitch a ride with dude and the whole time I'm sure he's like, don't. Don't say you want to camp with us. Don't say you want to camp with us. Don't say you want to camp with us. <laughs> Sweet, he said no. I'm getting both of these gals tonight. And Dude, then, uh, then the one just go goes, "Fuck it, I'm gonna sleep outside." Shit. <laughs> that whole uh, campers, that whole thing of Stephen picking them up, and then the sex scene and killing them—that was all reshoots. That wasn't even in the original movie. Stephen 
just drove out to Diana's. Hmm. And uh, I think Sean Cunningham and a couple other people went, you know what this needs? It needs some Camp Crystal Lake again. It needs some campers. And so they shot that. And I got to say, because that is the scene for me that sticks out so much when you talk about this movie. Like, two things stick out when I talk about this movie. That whole tent kill and the just the character of Creighton Duke. <laughs> I love Creighton Duke so much. That I want, I, I want a mini series of Creighton Duke. The Adventures of Creighton Duke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could probably probably even make that sales pitch to Hulu or some shit. They probably uh, they might pick it. Shit, shit, Shutter might be interested in that. Wait, wait, what's that? Who? What, what's that actor doing these days anyway? You know that that, in... that streaming service, uh, the Shutter. Shutter. Uh, Stephen Williams. The last thing. That I'm super aware of him doing was the it. 2017 It. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays Mike's uncle or whatever that runs the slaughterhouse. Yeah, uh, and and in theaters because we saw it, we got like an early screening and we're in there at like midnight. I stood up and went Creighton Duke, <laughs> so I was pretty fucking stoked to see him still kicking. <laughs> Creighton Duke makes his butthole wet. <laughs> I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider. <laughs> that is the his. I think his definitive character. Even seeing him in other things where he plays like a cop in House, and uh, where he's a character in. Uh, he's also a cop in fucking the Blues Brothers. Like it's yeah, always he, he's always Creighton Duke. Yeah, he plays a like a smooth talking uh, criminal in the movie Route Six 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 with Lori Petty and Lou Diamond Phillips. And the whole reason that I rented that movie was, one, Lou Diamond Phillips, but two, uh, Creighton Duke. Because he's prominently featured on the back. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I love that guy. He could do infomercials, and I would tape them all. Like, Man, what, what product would you imagine him selling? Hot dogs and donuts, man. <laughs> or probably be like a fucking Swiss Army knife. I could see him doing a Dunkin' Donuts ad. He could probably... Like, just a voiceover over a slow-pouring coffee. Steam coming <laughs> off of it kind of thing. I can see that. Uh, but his his uh, motivation in this movie is mm-hmm. strange. And his, uh, well, I wish his, they would have shot it, because we need more Creighton Duke in this movie. We, we, we need that. That would have helped tremendously. But even not having that, like, his method is bizarre. Like, why is he... Like stirring up the locals in this diner for <laughs> no reason, unless he has you know the the foresight that he's going to get locked up with other dude who ends up getting locked up by happenstance right next to him. Like unless he, I guess he just read the script and knew that was what he needed to do. But you look at it, and you go, why is he just causing problems in this diner? Why is he so rude to everyone? Yeah, I was like, why are you a dick right now. I was like, you were a slick customer when you get interviewed for like the Inside Edition version of this <laughs> television show. Like, why I know you who kn- you are. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing we need is some freako bounty hunter. You know, like he really they're, does they're go ri- in They're just writing as- that line too. They're like freako bounty hunter. They, I, you, I, At least I totally feel like they want to go racial and be like, we don't want you in this town. <laughs> Your kind ain't welcome in Crystal Lake. You'll just take That's all our right women there. with your black man's smooth moves. Get out of here. <laughs> she is only your woman because she hasn't had a taste of the Duke yet. And One he knows that shit's lines. true. Like, he's like, <laughs> shit, he's right. <laughs> Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, Billy Greenbush, the critters kicked your ass. Get out of here. <laughs> I think that's the same dude. Like, he experienced all that and then just decided to become the local sheriff. <laughs> this uh, is the same universe as Critters. I want to believe it. Uh, I didn't I didn't officially say it, but yeah, going back to that favorite kill, obviously, it is the tent kill. Um, but you dude, can't not pick it. It's just, it's, right. it's the, it's the one time we're both like, that's, it's so cliche, but it's undeniable. The, the other one that is a close second for me, which ends up being an off-screen kill, is, uh, I, I, why am I blanking on his name? The, the dishwasher with the ponytail who goes to check the police station. Mm. He, he throws the punch at Jason, and Jason catches his hand mm. and breaks his forearm, which is 
to this day, to this day, when I watch that, I look for that, like, prosthetic. I look for that switch. I know it's when the camera angle changes after he throws the punch, but my brain never registers it. <laughs> my brain goes, that's a real arm, and that is broken. Like, I cannot see the gag. And it hurts all, like, it's one of those hurts things that happens in a yeah, one of those things that happens in a movie that, you know, you get, like, a goosebumps. You get goosebumps and, like, a cold chill all the way to your feet when you see it. That's that thing. Like, when you watch someone accidentally break their leg, you're like, oh, God, fuck yeah, my it, life. It's, a, it's an immediate call response where you have to make that noise. It's right mm-hmm. there. It's, it's on the same level as that wrist break in the fly. Oh, yeah, that's real good, too. That's real <laughs> fucking good. Uh, but uh, if you're going inducing almost, yeah. Yeah, but if you're going with the uh, uh, my favorite off-screen kill, I have one of those too, and it's definitely Kane Hodder cameoing in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets to call Jason a big old pussy, and then you don't see what happens to him. But I love the look on Kane's face when this how, again how this shit would never fly. Like there's just a camera right. crew on like the inside edition, just roaming through a crime scene, filming yeah. corpses. And it's Tony on. Pope. It's on the evening news, and they just pan by Kane, and he's just sitting in this chair with these wide old eyes and this goofy ass look on his face, and it's like, "You can act the shit out of Jason, but you are one of the worst looking corpses I've seen." <laughs> My favorite thing too is the big red dead stamp. <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead, the, missing. <laughs> the, yeah, and the the other some of the other shots are straight up like shots from the movie. Like yeah. The corner that is that is that is killed in the room. It's like that's literally a shot from earlier. That when he using. goes, "Yes, Phil." Yes, it's a probe. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the clothes that he. Yeah, like get the fuck out of here. And it, I can't t- <laughs> tell you the level of disappointment that that uh, dead stamp photo is not one of the photos featured on Kane's table when you go to get an autograph from him. Fuck that. We're printing that out. <laughs> Oh like, my can god! Can we get this signed from you, Kane? <laughs> this I think is your best <laughs> acting work. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's glorious. Um, that whole play on like, like you said, Inside Edition or like 2020. Um, for our younger listeners, you know, if we have any, because most of our listeners are about our age. Everyone remembers, but, uh, you know, everyone remembers this Inside Edition and the Current Affair. Yeah, oh my god, the current affair music. Yeah, it's just a diamond like rotating and Yep, it's got like a weird like tone. Yep. Man, yeah, if you didn't grow up in that era, like you had your regular news, like your channel, your your basic three channels, like three, six, and seven, or whatever channel to wherever your local. Four, five, and nine. Yep, and then, uh, you know, then you had your like syndicated news stuff, which would be like. uh, uh, you're like it wasn't really news; it was like a show. So you'd have like Rescue 911, uh, America's Most Wanted, Cops. If you want to throw it in there, but then you had stuff like Current Affair 2020, um, and it Which would always would, be these. Yeah, it feature stories like, like like covering some gruesome murder, and in the same show, show you like a dog rescue video. Yeah, exactly. Like Nancy fell down the well and broke her ankle, and the fire department got her out, and then. And then the Menendez brothers killed their family. You know, it's like, <laughs> do that whole thing yeah. where they invert the colors on the fucking photos. The Menendez brothers were nice boys it, until they weren't. It, it, it's the primitive version of, like, YouTube channel surfing mm-hmm. of the time. This is it's this yep. hodgepodge mix of true crime, entertainment tonight, and just oddball stories. That, and like, who the hell comes across this? Yeah. Like the bear uh, that raids a picnic basket on an actual <laughs> campsite. And they're like, let's throw that in there too. And then they have some, like the news anchor say some quip about Yogi. You know, like uh, just just a really weird time when we were growing up. Like that's that was our news. And uh, Jason Goes to Hell really like encapsulates that. The kind of sleazeball fucking guy who runs the show who seems so clean cut and nice, but he's really a fucking putrid pile of shit. I, f- I feel um, I know the answer to this, but okay, which one, which is the sleazier host and which is the worst, which of the, which is the worst of the two hosts, the uh, American Case File here or Tony Pope's Hardcore? Dude, okay. <laughs> Both have a thing. 
Both have a thing for wanting to film corpses and put it on nightly television. Yeah, my immediate knee-jerk reaction is to say Tony Pope is worse. But that's not true. Fucking uh, Robert Notstack, or whatever his fucking Not name sick. is, you know, he goes he goes to the morgue, he steals a body, he plants it so they can discover it live. Like, that's a whole nother level of scum fuckery. You don't think Tony Pope is. in his career never raided the mortuary and stole a corpse? I think he might have raided the mortuary with the camera on. <laughs> You know, like, let's get a look at the victims of last night's gunfight. But, you know, which is still, it's disgusting. But um, stealing a body is a whole nother ball of wax, dude. So Robert is... And it's essentially his future mother-in-law's body, too. It's not even, like, yeah. a stranger. It's someone with, like, six degrees of separation from him personally. Yeah, I went home and fucked her daughter. Like, no, he's a bad guy. And he gets it and gets it good. Um... I forget who is he talking to on the phone. There, do we? It just I just assume it's one of his producers or whatever. It's one of that does he lets in on all his crimes? Just knows all his dirty secrets. Like you don't need to tell me that. <laughs> and he's, he uh, he so acts like like come on like that's not the worst thing I've told you I've done. And then uh, you know a few years later they made the uh, the Halloween Six and then modeled Barry Sims after him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Barry Sims talk show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm mixing Barry Sims with uh, the SNL sketch with the Bee Gees guy, I think. <laughs> the Barry Gibb talk show. The Barry Gibb talk <laughs> yeah. show. There you go. Barry Gibb, Barry uh, Sims. One kicks ass, the other one does not kick any. I was going to say, that, that was a whole lot of references that just flew out all at once. Um, We're like the rapid-fire six-shooter, quick-loading six-shooters of uh, deep cuts that is all <laughs> over the place. The all spinning off talking about American case file. <laughs> <laughs> And talk, let's, you know, we got to go back to Creighton Duke, man, because you were talking about his, his cowboy methods hat. Are, yeah, methods are unconventional and all this stuff. Um, where do you think that he learned the knowledge that only a Voorhees can kill a Voorhees? Like, that is never officially brought up. He just comes into the fold with that knowledge. He had, uh, he had, he's one of the, he's one of the pioneers of Ancestry.com. So he was able to take that information and trace back the family lineage, and just uh, I think he's just shooting from the hip there. He's I don't think he's too far off from uh, Tommy Jarvis. You know, like we gotta we gotta cremate him, and by cremate him I mean throw him back in the lake and, yeah. and drown his ass, even though he's dead, dead. Doesn't make any sense. It's not like he's breathing, even though when they cut, no, him, he's breathing. He <laughs> again. This is why we needed Adventures of Creighton Duke because he just knows way too much. You're like, how do you know this kind of stuff? Like, does the Voorhees woman have to be alive in order to re regenerate uh, Jason? No. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Were you? Yeah, were you doing tests? Um, <laughs> does it have to go in through the mouth, or can it go in rectally or <laughs> vaginally or through a a gaping wound in a thigh. I don't know. what. Is there any reason behind that, too? No, anywhere you get in. How do you know that? Yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Did, did he uh, own the other copy of the Necronomicon? Did he have the Cliff Notes version of the Necronomicon, which is featured, just because K&B did the effects, it's featured just sitting on the desk inside the, uh, all the way nine movies in, we've never seen the official Voorhees family cabin, and now we're going to see... With the misspelled last name, too. Yeah, we're going to so. see the Voorhees cabin officially unveiled. It's essentially untouched, still has power, and the Necronomicon on the table, and the crate from Creepshow under the floorboards. Mm -hmm. Which this is, again, this is fan service, and this is, you know, giving the keys of the franchise to a young kid who goes, you know what? I love Creepshow. You know what? I love Evil Dead. And all of it is, is just him, you know, pleasing his inner horror fan, putting the stuff in the movie. Yeah. But it it's led to years of debates. I mean, you see it all the time. Is Jason a deadite? Why is the Necronomicon there? They're looking for a deeper meaning. And the real meaning is Adam Marcus was a kid in a candy store working with K&B and said, hey, can we put that on the shelf? He's you know doing what I mean? exactly like, what I would have wanted to do. They're like, we yeah. can do that? We're fucking doing that. And yeah, to, it's the same thing with the Freddy glove coming out. Yeah. You know? And but to put like an extra two cents on that, I feel like in 1993... The people that recognize that as a Necronomicon book 
was you, me, Adam Marcus, and K and B effects. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of people going, "Oh my god!" You yeah, know? I, I, I would easily put money that I remember when that was on the screen that I recognized what the fuck it was, but I feel like no, there was no like noisy on it. So, like, oh shit, you know what that is? Like, oh, ah. nothing, just. Mm-hmm. It's a book. Crickets. Yeah. Yep, no one got it. Wait, what's that so. mean? Oh, oh, what? What? <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just a giant uh hour and a half fan service film, you know. He put his he put a ton of little fun easter eggs. He did what he wanted to do. And uh you know, the whole Creighton Duke storyline's a little muddy, but um you got to have someone who knows a little bit of mythos. You got to have someone who's got the keys to being able to take him out. I would really love a uh, voiceover just of Creighton Duke telling a tale. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, you didn't have to film like his previous adventures. Just have him just zoom in on his face and him just spacing off telling the stories would been would have been fine. But I mean, but the, in all defense. What slasher movie doesn't have a ton of these fucking holes in it that you can exactly. do this through? It's like, just as we say, as Sean Clark put, just shut up and eat your popcorn. Yeah, and just have some fun, man. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, it's it's an escape. It's an hour and a half escape. It's so weird now with the advent of the internet, and I'm going to go back to that every two weeks when we fucking talk about a movie. Because it's like, you saw it in theaters, and I'm I, I'm sure that you were like, that was fun. And then he went home. I did the same thing. I went, that was fun. And I went home. I, I remember leaving the theater and a uh, sister ran into a couple of her friends that were in the theater with us. And we talked to him before the movie. And she she knew I, I had not seen the trailer. I just happened to have a news article in the local paper that had a picture of Jason in it. And I cut that shit out. And she's like, he looks nice. fucking wild. Do you have that on you still? And I'm like, no, I didn't bring the newspaper with me uh, to the theater. And then when it all wrapped up and we're meeting outside, because it was at a theater that's attached to a mall, which was mm-hmm. awesome. But we're outside of the theater, and uh, her friends knew I was a huge uh, Elm Street fan. So they're, the media were like, so what do you think? You saw Freddy's glove. Are they going to make a movie with the both of them? I'm like, I don't and know. We sat and we waited for ten goddamn years. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude, it's, I, I just remember being like, dude, it was so much fun. I had a good time with it. And then uh, uh, the goddamn internet ruins everything for me. Well, the internet <laughs> is entitled entitled people that give voices that don't necessarily all need voices. As you're listening to two guys who probably don't need voices but have voices. And that's but true. we're also of the generation era where we... You take what you can fucking get. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. doesn't have fuck all really to do with the video game, but you will take it, you will watch it, and you will love it, and we will make toys, and you will buy them. I don't know about how I feel how I feel about this new Super Mario Brothers movie, but uh, I'm I, I'm I'm still in that old mindset of being like, cool, I'll I'll check it out. Why not? I don't think I like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's in it. He's fucking Mario. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I can't wait to see him. I hope... <laughs> Only you would go, Chris Pratt cast as Mario? Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my immediate my thought process is, are they going to keep him as muscular Chris Pratt because he has to still do Guardians movies? Or are they going to either CG or let him like just gain a bunch of weight so he can be like an overweight uh, Italian plumber? Just like, let yourself go. <laughs> and will he be... <laughs> yeah. Will he have, will he sound like Chris Pratt or will he just go for that really like I'm sure in this day and age canceling culture offensive uh, Italian accent <laughs> will he sound like the video game Oh my god yeah uh, I think he posted like a video on on Twitter of him like just going it's a me Mario you know like please okay. god let him also play Luigi I can't remember who's playing Luigi. It needs we look to be at the just, casting. It's just just him. Just put green shit on him and make him Luigi. Just use Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Yeah, or bring back John Leguizamo. I want to <laughs> convince me that the convincing me that him and John Leguizamo are brothers is just as easy as convincing Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo are brothers. <laughs> Bob Hoskins' brother is a fucking bottle of whiskey. Bob Hoskins, <laughs> even though I'm excited for Chris Pratt, 
Bob Hoskins was like the fucking perfect casting for Mario. What about the guy who played Mario on the TV series that was like the Captain Lou Albano? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's Captain Lou Albano. Bob Hoskins was Mario. I remember <laughs> hearing that and been like, oh, the dude from Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that dude could totally be Mario. He's he's like the Mario body type. He's totally him. Just grow a mustache and wear a stupid two-tone fucking jumpsuit. <laughs> so we were excited about shit like that, which is why we were excited and still are champions of Jason Goes to Hell, because we are glad to just get something. It doesn't need to be mm-hmm. dragged over the coals because it isn't exactly your cup of tea entertainment. It's all it is is entertainment, folks. Well, hey, and speaking of uh, people dragging it over the coals, <laughs> I think it's about time for our next segment, Evil. Uh, I, we're gonna we're making just as much sense as Jason goes to hell does at times. We're like we're just got done having a big long spiel about don't do this kind of thing. Like just enjoy the shit or move on. But as we do that, we have to just go back on our word and just look at some folks who absolutely hated Jason goes to hell so much <laughs> they had to get on the interwebs to tell us about it, which is where you go to air your grievances in 2021. So it's time for the Amazon Uno Star Reviews. <sighs> All right. I, I again, I'm not sure uh, since we did do this as a live stream about a year ago. I'm not sure if I'm repeating myself. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I just pick something like <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I like they still made me chuckle today. So if they made me chuckle and I was the one that came up and found them in the first place, like just just be, go with it. So first up, we have Davin. On March 30th, 2017, he says, One star, a must-have that totally sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Hate it with a passion, but finally decided I had to add it to my library. This dude (laughs) knows where we live. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How many movies are we like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it, but you want you need it? Like, well, I got the rest of them. I got to add this one, too. <laughs> what do you mean you don't own Leprechaun 4? <laughs> if it didn't all come in the same box set, I don't, I don't know if I'd have the motivation to buy each Leprechaun individually. But they're like, right, all right, yeah. put them all together. And like, all right, yeah, get it done in one shot. Don't make this pain stretch out over <laughs> months and years of, yeah, I guess I'll buy four. Like. I got five bucks. I could buy literally anything else on the planet. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Back to the hood again, I guess it is. <laughs> Next up, we got Tech Nickel. Oh, nice. February 2nd, 2015. One star. Poop in your ears. Amazon erased my electric review as I was writing it, so I will stick to raw basics. George Washington, Duke. Uh, <laughs> George Washington Duke as Jason didn't work. I don't know what the fuck that. Oh, George Washington Duke. He's uh the you know the coroner. Ah, okay. Jason forming from his from his sibling didn't work. This movie still has to explain itself to solidify the series. This movie is the turd in the punch bowl. It doesn't make sense and ends the original Jason. Now Hollywood will create a figure that fits that fits that current masses. And not the story. Now Jason becomes a Muslim. And can't do anything but shoot people with machine guns. No machete. Gay. Yes, I meant gay as an insult. Wow. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Tech, you are canceled as fuck. Yeah. From six years in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's done. You done, son. <laughs> we ain't done, son. Bow. Can we take it to the streets? Yeah. Can we take it to the streets? Yeah. Can we take it to the streets? Uh, 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 I'm ready. <laughs> and only those who know, know. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not even telling you. No, what I'm not. We're not. If is. you don't know that, just, just, just accept defeat. And we'll continue on with the one stars from Aaron Gonzalez on July 12, 2017. Aaron says, one star, stupid movie. <laughs> then we got James, the OG Oh, that was James. it. I was waiting for more. No. I was like, 
No, no, nope. sir. I, nope. I didn't like it. <laughs> it. Nope. But I will say this: someone put, someone did uh, add uh, on her review of stupid movie. One person found this helpful. <laughs> Just one. It, it might have been me. <laughs> might have been that last asshole, the canceled asshole. Next up, we got James OG James on August twenty second, two thousand and two. Damn. One star. Why can't I rate this a zero? <laughs> this movie totally blows. I like I like all the rest of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, but this one I rather well I'd rather watch one of those dull Julia Roberts films than this. Jason only appears at the beginning, and he possesses souls throughout the movie. Only good part is that cute girl having sex in the tent when Jason steps on the rubber outside the tent. Wow. This film, I guess, I guess took eight. Point oh oh eight bucks to make it, so don't buy this hunk of garbage. Eight. Bucks he thinks to make he, it. he thinks this is eight dollars to make this shit. I want to see him make a movie for eight dollars. Fuck yeah, like eight dollars. Really? What are you cutting out to make this for eight dollars? Uh, everything. It's just <laughs> yeah. <the> opening credits. <laughs> Even that, you got to pay someone to fucking do that. Yeah, the movie begins. With the dust blowing off the mask. <laughs> yeah. That's a short film. Real short film. Making the rounds of the Tribeca. <laughs> yeah. It won the coveted Crying Monkey Awards. <laughs> so, next also up we got... i telling you that reference. Nope. And next up we got Amanda <laughs> Mitchell on July 14th, 2019. Says one star, too complicated. I purchased what? this movie accidentally. <laughs> it was impossible to figure out how to cancel... That's the only reason why I'm doing a one-star review. I've seen the movie before, and if you're a horror fan, of course you gotta watch it. So she's <laughs> one-starring just that she doesn't know how to cancel purchasing the movie, loves the movie, recommends you watch it, but she's pissed about the mechanics of Amazon. Well, let me tell you, that's gonna be us when we're like 75, because we don't understand technology, and we're just gonna be like, I didn't mean to, like... I don't know why I went full Skeletor there. I'm <laughs> I'm borderline ready to do one stars for some of the equipment we use now because I don't understand how to use all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? If I push this record button, it should record. Yeah, why is it recording weird? Why isn't it, why isn't it recording better? I'm sounding better. Why is it not doing better? <laughs> make this better. Yeah, make this, this better. Why is this not better? I paid more money. More money means better. <laughs> that's how it works in electronics, man. It means I pay more. It sounds better, but dies quicker. <laughs> so, to wrap up our one stars, Nick Bates, on July 10th, 2020. Oh. Okay. He says, one star. No, sir, I didn't like it. Not worth watching. Stick to the classic 80s Friday the 13th movies. I can honestly, I can honestly, can say, halfway through, <laughs> I debated whether to finish this movie or not. Jason has maybe a total of five minutes screen time throughout the entire film. I feel this had way too many backstories that do not have any relevance to original Friday the 13th films. I also didn't like the plot of Jason taking form of other people as a disguise tactic. It like they took an idea from Terminator 2 and an F-13 storyline. Okay. He doesn't really, I mean, only except for one scene, he uses it as, as a disguise. The rest of it, mm -hmm. he's just doing the shit he would normally do. He just, mm -hmm. he doesn't have, like, I guess it is disguise, because he doesn't stink. He doesn't right. look like a corpse walking around. He looks like a regular, alive person. So I guess, I guess I, he's right there. I do remember the revelation when Remix oh, Jesus clicked in his brain that Jason talks in this movie. And he got so mad. And I think that is why he hates this movie so much. Is you proved him wrong. <laughs> yeah, Jason talks. Get the hell away from her, Ed. And that's all um, you said. He's like, Jason doesn't speak. And you just get the hell away from her, Ed. And I didn't see his face, but I could just feel all the color <laughs> and shit drain out of it. And it's like, oh, Fuck. shit. I've been defeated, and there's no way out of it. <laughs> there's no coming back. There ain't no coming back. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. This chair is entirely too squeaky, and it is bothering me. I don't hear a thing. <laughs> um, man, yeah, there's so much stuff we didn't get to officially. Uh, That's okay. Anything you, If there's anything in this you feel we didn't cover, 
go on our YouTube channel and check out our live stream of it. Because I'm pretty sure if we didn't talk about it here, we covered it there. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, in, in brief passing, uh, when Jason becomes Jason again at the end and dukes it out with Steven, that's one of my all-time favorite scenes in the franchise. I love when people fucking mix it up with Jason, but I love the throwing him in the monkey bars thing. Oh, that's oh my great. God. That, that so jungle good. gym looking thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. That is one of those things when I when I like just think of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise and I get a bunch of like image flashes in my brain of stuff. I always think of that because Kane is so like swole and like you know he's got that cool meatball head look and he's all dusty and he just fucking chucks Steven through the air. Oh what, god! What, what should it. happen? That should be inverted. It should be. Uh, Steven getting his back fucking broke, and it should be Creighton Duke out there fighting fisticuffs mm-hmm. with Jason at the, at the monkey bars in the place. Yeah. Like it should be uh, him vanquishing him. But of course, yeah. we don't have his backstory, so some folks don't have that connective tie to him, and it's it's the wrong decision. Yeah, let me. They did do my man Creighton Duke dirty, uh, and you know it's almost a Leviathan level bullshit oh, yeah, like he makes it absolutely all the way to the end of the movie and then they're like oh yeah you're you're the black guy dead <laughs> you know we can't let you Horse live shit. like what the fuck come on you've yeah, done he, you've done gone this far you let's just put out that you've done this much you've completely taken jason out of the movie you made him body swap you've had him speak you've gone all you've broken all the cliches what's one more mm-hmm yeah let let creighton duke have a moment in the sun to, uh, you know, avenge his dead girlfriend or wife or whatever she officially was. I and can't it's, remember. It's more believable. I'm sorry, but as cool as I'm sure uh, Steven, the actor, <laughs> is, that dude does not put up a fight against Kane's Jason. Mm-mm, no. He gets, he gets mooshed. That That's... dude that dude gets the part six, like, limb, rimp, limb ripped limb from limb off screen. It's the glasses, man. It's the glasses. Yeah, that like, if, I, if that Steven faced part seven Jason, his ass would be putty. <laughs> Old putty ass. He uh... would just be a greasy <laughs> spot on the fucking ground. <laughs> That's true. I, and I'll never forgive Adam Marcus for uh, <laughs> not letting Creighton Duke... That's our one get, sin we we task him with. We're like, you know, yeah. we'll let everything pass, but you fucked up by letting the nerdy white fucking guy uh, hold his own against Jason when it should be Creighton Duke. Although I will say that one of my most quoted lines from this movie, and I think you too, we both throw it out all the time, mm. is is from Creighton Duke. Oh no, uh, I was know, gonna say the other one. Bitch, uh, you son of a bitch! Remember me? I love it. Like. Uh, and every time I play the Friday the 13th game, still, to this day, uh, if Jason and me get in a little tussle and I am and I get grabbed, I'm going to say that. That's just, it's, it's you, coming out. You do, but there's another line in this movie that we quote probably even more than that. And it's, it's when the two dudes are fighting and they're like, <laughs> get in the car. No, I got a gun. Fuck that. Fuck that. I got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's super good, yeah. Uh, and that's about the extent of like the the fun lines from Steven. You know, I mean, he's got a couple, but uh, he's got pretty some. much every everything that comes out of Creighton Duke's mouth is like quote worthy. It is, and uh, something we completely bypassed and missed. But I don't want to get to the end and forget about it. But uh, his the, currency, uh, no, is. Uh, <laughs> Something exclusive to the podcast. We've not given out our Brown Panty Award yet, which I want to give mine to the housemaid who is, uh, yeah, who is cleaning up the blood in the carpet the next day. And I'm like, man, she's a trooper and a hardcore woman. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, man, I wish... I wish she could have made it. it. It was a close one uh, on on her and um, the one that does get the uh, the head cracking inside the the diner. Oh yeah, go uh, to hell! No, that's her. That's the same girl. Oh, so, so who yeah, am I you're thinking fine. of then? Am I am Good I just thinking Vicky? they're two different ones? Maybe it's the outfits. Yeah, I'm I think just like, 
Yeah, you're thinking two different. You're thinking they're two different people. That's the same person. And what's funny is, uh, she 100% gets my brown panty award too. Uh, to be fair, my brown panty award did almost go to my man. We didn't talk about Leslie fucking Jordan in this movie. I love Leslie Jordan. Pookie, holy shit! He's a little tiny dude. He's like three nice. feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, him and Billy Butler are best friends. Really? Figure. Yeah, they fucking they used to be roommates and shit. Uh, I love Leslie Jordan. I've always had an affinity for that dude, and he does kind of steal the show in this movie. So uh, we try to give the Brown Panty Award to females specifically, like, eh. but it but it can just be any character that you feel like did not deserve to die. And I will say this: Leslie Jordan's character. Again, he was a sweetheart. He was a nice guy. He was he was caring for the baby. Uh, he seems to be the moral compass in that diner because Joey B is a terrible person. So, and especially for the way that he goes out, he goes out pretty fucking hardcore. So maybe I'll just say he he, he can get my brown panty award just this, to mix it week. up. Since you yeah, since you did Vicky, I'll go with Leslie Jordan, aka Pookie. Yeah, I'm not sticking to just it being a female. I'm literally just going by, okay, if I could redo the movie and let one person live, who would I want to see live? And it's like, I want her to live. I was like, she she went above and beyond. Uh, mm. I was like, oh, man. Dude, Goes out like a champ, beaten. too, though. Yeah. The ass beating she gives Jason is fucking legendary. Yeah, like, there's a reason his ass collapses after killing her. It's like, fuck, that was a... That was a tussle. Well, and again, I know we talked about it in the live stream, but I cannot stop talking about this movie, guys. Um, I know this exact thing was brought up in the live stream, but that scene when Vicky is about to take, you know, take it to Jason, there's a very unique, like, visual flair to that whole scene. The lights are all out. You got the emergency light on. You've got some fog. You've got low angles. You've got some really unique stuff going on. That like it feels different. It feels unique. Yeah, compared to everything across the zeitgeist of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, I love it so much. And it's things like that that people don't ever bring up when they talk about this movie. You know, they go, "Eh, body hopping, dumb, lame, get out of here," or "gay," like that other guy said, or whatever. <laughs> you know, um, and they don't bring up stuff like that from a, a technical aspect of filmmaking. Yeah, it's it gorgeous. Really shines, yeah, it shines, dude. <laughs> it shines. <laughs> it shines. Well, I suppose we did our brown panty award, um, and we've done our Amazon one star reviews. So, what's next, Evil? Oh, good lord! That means we've come close to the end, but we can't quite wrap up until we play the game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game! It's only for the game. You, know, you play it and you want a taste of the Duke, so you take it. <laughs> oh, I will have a taste of the Duke and some Voorhees fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take some burger and some Voorhees fingers. I love that mentality, too. I'm like, just cut some of the meat out to make it look like a mask so we can save more meat. That's a and very... A whole nother patty. Yeah, that's a very corporate company-like mentality there. She's going mm-hmm. places if she didn't get her jaw smashed into her face. <laughs> Joey B does not make it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. But uh, he did not get his hands on that fucking ray of sunshine. No. No, he did not. <laughs> So that's my wife's favorite line from this movie. She says it all the time. No one's going to touch that fucking ray of sunshine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can easily see that. So here's the real challenge is, do you remember who went first last time? I don't. <laughs> uh, I-, I suppose I can go first. Okay. Uh, mine is somber. <laughs> uh, okay. Only... only uh, I want Creighton Duke's bolo tie because I'll never get one of my own. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that that's a downer, <laughs> man. That's that that's so like layered deep 
of like internet <laughs> hatred, internet hatred for this movie, internet hatred that will stop us from ever getting a bolo tie made of pure silver. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a very layered bummer ending of a, it's like an onion yeah it's, it's yeah <laughs> yeah that's i'm in two minds of just being like that's just such a bummer but being just <laughs> flabbergasted in amazement at the exact same time uh I, I went i went a much more traditional route for myself i want the unused condom oh very nice i thought you were gonna be like i want freddy's glove and i was gonna be like no shit <laughs> No, no, I'm sure that thing is already broke at the seams from Kane's big ass fucking hand, just ripping it apart. Little hand locks. Like I'd, I'd love that shot of the. Give me the, give me the BTS of him trying to take that thing off his hand. <laughs> I'm sure he just is like, oh the hell, and all the metal just yeah. falls off. Like you open a silverware drawer on the floor. <laughs> you mean the pancake drawer? I, yeah, I mean the pancake drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would frame. The dirty ass, dusty condom still in the plastic wrapper, and be like, "That's from one of the greatest scenes in horror movie history, right there." That will get you a spear through the gut right as you come. <laughs> That's excellent. She came and well, went at the same time. Wah wah wah. So yeah, that's that. We both had some pretty good, uh, some pretty good prop game picks. So let us know yours. Uh, if you're a Patreon, you can comment right on the podcast. If you're just a regular listener, you can go down the rabbit hole, find us on YouTube, and then go through the links in said YouTube to our Facebook, to our Discord, to all of those things. Uh, keep in contact with us. Let us know the props you would pick from the movie. We're on the and, interwebs. Uh, if you're motivated enough, you'll find a way to contact you can us. Find We're us. out there. We are there. Waiting. We're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we are Waiting three Bs. We are 3B. We are many. Here's what I think we should do. Uh, let's just do a cliffhanger and not do the Freddy vs. Jason podcast for 10 years. And then just, <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back. We'll never do another podcast for 10 years. We'll just, it's in development hell. <laughs> well, well, we can't because, you know, we got to the year before that, at year 9, we got to, then we do Jason X. Ah, that's true. So, we'll see y'all... In nine years, <laughs> when we cover Jason in space, 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 space.